Good morning, everyone. We had quite the series of images in our gospel today. Uh, powerful images. Blazing fire, passion-filled anguish, piercing division, in-laws. <laughs> this is a powerful gospel, no doubt. But the impression that it leaves us with, it's kind of hard to say gospel of the Lord afterwards. The good news of the Lord. I come to bring division. Good news. <laughs> Dare I say, Christ almost sounds unchristlike by how we typically think of him. So what gives? Obviously, Jesus is not being unchristlike. He can't be. Jesus is Christ. He can't not be himself. So how are we to take this? How do we reconcile these seemingly violent images, uh, this forceful message with the gospel, the good news that each of us, the whole world, is called to be embraced by the love of the Father? shown in Jesus Christ, that we are all loved and embraced. I think a key for us is found in Christ's words, the second sentence we heard, I think, one of those. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized, and how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. There's a baptism with which I must be baptized. He has to undergo something. And he's speaking in the passive for all you English teachers. Uh, it's passive grammar. I must undergo it. I must receive this. And what does Christ undergo but passion? His passion. It's kind of like when that episode where James and John get their mom to ask Jesus uh, to have one on the right, one on the left. And he asks them, can you drink the cup that I have to drink? It's the same sort of imagery. Undergoing. He's speaking about his passion. And it's this sacrifice offered for us that I think unlocks the rest of this passage, the rest of this gospel. With blazing love did Jesus, the Word, the Eternal Son, enter the world. With blazing love did he mount the cross and offer his life, his suffering and death to the Father for us. He came to reveal and to make present that God is love. That God is this blazing furnace, a consuming fire, to make present the fire of love that God has for you, for me, for the world, and how he wishes that we knew it. How he wishes that we lived it and participated in it. But make no mistake, fire, while being awesome, uh, we had a fire pit last night at the rectory, super awesome, fire's great while being beautiful and awesome, is also very dangerous. We hear about it almost every summer in California, the wildfires consuming, displacing people. Fire consumes and burns up. It is dangerous. And the appearance of one whose love is a fire, the appearance of one who lives forgiving himself for others, who is love, who is other-centered, and calls us and reminds us that that's who we are, made in his image. This fire, too, is dangerous and unsettling for a world that would like to live for itself. This fire of one who is love is dangerous to anyone, to the world that wants to live for itself. Sort of, it seems like a non sequitur, but the sacrifice of the cross reconciles you and me to the Father. This fiery sacrifice, this love-filled, passion-filled offering opens up the path for you and me to reach our destiny. At bottom, the fire of love 
that Christ is anxious in this morning to let loose on the world is the truth that we are made with a purpose. At bottom, this passage and his passion reminds us that we are made for a purpose. We are created intentionally. We have a determined end. There's a point to this. And true peace, true peace, is only going to be found insofar as we live in harmony with that end, with the way towards it. A world, a, a culture that wants to live for itself is willing to settle for a kind of peace that would be a mere absence of conflict. That's what the, we, the world would call peace. So long as you're not hurting me, I don't care what you do that makes you happy. No conflict, they will call that peace. This is not why Christ came. If that's really peace, then he didn't need to come. If the mere absence of conflict is true peace, Jesus Christ did not have to come. He came to give us so much more. Not just absence of conflict, but fulfillment and meaning, fullness of life, full, overflowing. This is the peace brought about by the cross. This is the peace that the angels exalt and proclaim when Christ is born, that he's here. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to people of goodwill. Not just the Savior is here and now there can be no more conflict, but a true deep peace. This is much more than mere passivity in the face of another. He comes to remind us who we are and what we're made for. Even if holding on to that, even if holding on to the truth that we're made for a person, made for love, puts us in conflict with people that want to live for themselves, a world that wants to live for itself. Even if those who we love, mother against daughter, father against son, two against three, being convicted in the fact that you and I are made for something, that we're made with a purpose, an intention, is going to put us into conflict. Conflict with a world that doesn't stand for anything. A culture that's happy to be without foundation. And everything is relative. But the love of God, the blazing heart of Christ, is with you. The blazing heart of Christ is for you. For you, each of you, and me. At this Holy Mass, the same sacrifice of Christ is made present again. The same passion that he anguished and agonized over to offer to the Father is here. It's relived, and we participate in it, all of us this morning. In Holy Communion, we receive that same fiery Lord who came to bring true peace. The host that we, we hand out would give in Holy Communion is ablaze with him who is love. So do not be afraid, friends. If you come into conflict with the world, you were made for love. Christ is with you. This morning at Mass, he reminds you who you are when this altar is set on fire with the love he has in the sacrifice. Today we offer and receive that reality of heaven that we were promised and made for under the sacramental signs already. The reality is here in front of the whole cloud of witnesses, out of the Hebrews said. That's where we're going. That's where we're meant to be, to so take heart.
even if it means conflict. Our Lord is with you. So may this sacrifice guide us into that peace enjoyed by that whole cloud of witnesses already in the heart of, Trin the, heart of the Trinity, where we're meant to be. To him be glory now and forever. Amen.